Well, happy days, not so happy days uh, where uh, the people are living in the East Coast at the moment, but they are happy days if you are Warriors fans because the uh, season's not that far away. In fact, this Sunday at Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch, the Warriors take on the, the Storm in Round 2 of the NRL Pre-Season Challenge. This should be a level up from last weekend's uh, Tigers match and the Warriors team sheet looks in accordance with the challenge ahead and here to chat in more detail about that and offer his perspective on how the New Zealand team are tracking ahead of their 28th season is Fonzie. Absolutely, Fonzie. Just, it was just a coincidence we played that music with you coming on. Fonzie, of course, is the host of this Warriors live podcast. Morning to you, mate. Thanks for joining us. Morning, Smithy. Pleasure to be on, mate. The Warriors have named what it looks like to be their close to their top side for this uh, storm encounter. Uh, what have you made of that side? Yeah, it's a good side. I agree that it's very close to the top side. I think there might be a little bit of movement in the centres and maybe in the back row when we come to round one of the NRL. But this is pretty close to a top side and... It's exciting because we're going to see what style of play Andrew Webster wants his top team to play against good opposition. If you look at this side, who are the players who are perhaps most on trial, do you believe? Yeah, I think I think there's a shootout going on in the centres. So we've got Viliami Valea, who's a very exciting up-and-coming centre. And then we've got Braden Viliami, who's the sort of experienced uh, player who's come back from playing rugby in France and he's having a crack at the centre spot. And then you've got Adam Pompey who's been in the system for years and he's slowly built his way into being a first grader. So I think there's three players shooting for two spots there and uh, I think that's going to be interesting to watch. They've been true to their word. They did cite Andrew West. They did say at one point that um, they still had places uh, in their final squad uh, to be decided on and they were looking to uh, promote from within. And uh, when you look at the, the promotion of uh, Dimitri uh, Sivakula, uh, they've stayed true to that. Yeah, they have. And it's, it's, it's a great thing because in the long run, the way the Warriors are going to win the NRL competition is by having strong internal pathways and promoting from within promoting players who have played in our grades and um, have been seasoned to play in our system. So I'm really pleased that they've done that. I watched him play the trial last week and I thought he was one of the players who we hadn't heard much about who sort of showed himself to be that little bit cut above in that trial. And so I think it's a good reward and I'm excited to see what this kid does. There's been raps on him for a while in the grades. Luke Metcalf, I think it's fair to say uh, Fonzie was one of the standouts um, and the first trial last week uh, against the Wests, uh, the pairing he had with uh, Tamari Martin in particular is one of the features, but uh, it appears now he has uh, succumbed to a hamstring injury and could be out uh, for as many as uh, six to eight weeks. Only seven games into his NRL career, but uh, looked every bit a first-grade player. Yeah, he did. I've actually watched Luke Metcalf in the New South Wales Cup competition, being based here in Sydney. I've seen him play live in that competition before. He's always been a player who is a cut above at that cup level. And that trial last week was really a lot of the West Tigers New South Wales Cup team. So I wasn't surprised to see him go well. I mean, the challenge for Luke is going to be playing that sort of game at the NRL level, but I think he's got it in him and I think his time will come. The injury is a major setback, but I think somewhere before the end of the year, he'll be fit firing and showing us what he can do in the NRL, no doubt. Tamari Martin uh, looks uh, already to be a, a really good buy, um, maybe across all the NRL teams, actually. Seems to have a pretty calm sort of demeanour. 
Uh, they'll need him fit if uh, they're to compete. And as Harvest partner, how uh, it will be interesting um, when they work that out. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's going to be Temare Martin and, and Sean Johnson to start the year and, and for the foreseeable future. And I think that'll work well. I think they're both footy heads, players who are experienced and know their way around a footy, a footy field. And I think they'll bounce off each other. I think we'll see a better Sean Johnson for having Temare Martin next to him. And I think this year, because we've gone with a fullback in Chance Nickel Clockstad, who is not a ball player, we're going to see the halves have to play linking up together and offering a threat outside of each other on both sides of the field. And I think Tamara Martin is, is a great player for that and a great foil for Sean Johnson with that game model. So, yeah, I think it's a great signing. I think he'll go really well. And um, I also like what he does in defence in that trial on the weekend. He was putting his body on the line, taking some hits, which is what you want to see out of your halves. How patient do you think Andrew Webster will be with Sean Johnson? I mean, he was so hot and cold last year at times and almost at times didn't look to be... Um, that uh, that interest with, with what was going on, but that was a theme throughout the team. How how patient do you think uh, Webster will be? Well, I, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with with Andrew Webster late last year, and I asked him that question about players in general, not just Sean. And he said, "I'm picking the team based on who I think is going to win me the game on the weekend." So I think that'll be his approach, but. Um, I think if he sees all the right things at training, all the right things in terms of attitude and so on, he'll be understanding that it can take some time for a new spine to click. Like, remember, we've got a new fullback, we've got a new 5'8". So there's going to be a lot of change around Sean. So he's not going to be getting it right perfectly on day one. Uh, And I think Andrew will understand that side of it, as long as he's seeing the effort and the, um, you know, him adhering to the game model. I think he'll be patient. But uh, you know, like you said earlier, Metcalf's there once he comes back from injury and there's a kid called uh, Volkman, Ronald Volkman in the squad and they're very close to first grade ready, those guys. So Sean's going to have to keep playing well. Okay. Um, and aside from Volkman, uh, is there anyone that you can perceive within the Warriors' ranks, even now, that we don't know too much about but by the end of the season we might be all raving about? Have you got a, a pick lined up there? Look, I think, um, I mean, most people have started paying, paying notice to uh, a young prop in the squad called Tom Arle, and I think he's going to continue to rise through the year. It's a real weak spot in our roster at the moment is the prop position. We only really have three genuine props in the squad, in my view, and one is Tommy Arle. So I expect he's going to play big minutes and there's going to be a lot of responsibility on him. And I think by the end of the year, we might be looking at him as a very established um, first-grade prop. He moves well. Um, he's sort of your, your smaller, faster molder prop that's becoming more popular in the game or prevalent in the game. So he's one I'd definitely be having a look at. The other one, I'll go out on a bit of a limb, um, everyone's forgotten about a kid called Rocco Berry who's come into grade uh, in previous years but never really cemented a spot. And he's been dismissed a bit, I think, in the fan base, but I, I certainly haven't given up on him. I think he's shown he can dominate cup level. And he's just a couple of opportunities and a bit of confidence away from potentially being a breakout centre for the team. Oh, okay, it's uh, it's interesting names to look out for there. Uh, look, I don't think anyone was getting carried away uh, after the result against uh, West, so I think they were uh, quietly pleased about the whole deal. Uh, but how closely will you be looking at this one against the Storm uh, to see where you feel the Warriors are at pre-season? 
Yeah, I think I agree that the West game was a little bit of fool's gold in the sense that that was a pretty weak West team. And we just were running downhill at them all day. And so while some of our players looked really good, you know, you've got to allow for that um, grading class, let's say. Now, Melbourne's picked a full-strength team. And Melbourne don't muck around even in trials. So we're going to have a stern test this weekend. The defence will not leak easily. So what I'm looking for this week is to see what style of play Andrew's got this team um, lined up for in 2023. It will be different to last year, and I want to see what that looks like. I want to see how he uses the halves, how he uses the the fullback. Um, I want to see whether he's improved our defensive line speed, all of those things that will give us an idea of how this team's going to play, what they're going to look like through the year. The result doesn't matter, but trials, it's all about the, the process, not the outcome. And uh, you would imagine uh, that Bellamy will make sure, uh, from his point of view, he wasn't he hasn't travelled over here for a holiday as such, um, that he's looking to find some answers uh, for some of the gaps that have been created with him. Yeah, I mean, Melbourne are always a good team with an established system, but they have had a fair bit of roster turnover, especially in the forwards, with the new club, the Dolphins, picking the eyes out of some of their experienced forwards. So... Bellamy would have had a bit more work to do in his pre-season than in past years. And there's probably a little bit more competition for spots going on with less established um, older players there in that team. So I'd expect he'd be telling them that they that everyone needs to be ripping in and putting their, their best foot forward. But he'll also be looking to see them uh, demonstrate the, the style changes or the system changes he will have put in this pre-season. So, yeah, no, they're, they're not coming for a holiday. I mean, they're not going to be desperate to win the game, but they'll be desperate to put in a performance that shows they're still a, a top four team. What are you making of Andrew Webster? You spoke you spoke before about having a chat to him, so you, you know the guy, you've met the guy, you've talked to him. Uh, we've had a succession of coaches, um, you know, no one knows that better than you, um, following the Warriors as closely as you do. Yep. What gives you hope? What gives you hope, Fonzie, that he's our man? So, yeah, I, he's smart and he's a leader and he is making himself very available and accountable um, very early on. So he's not hiding behind um, the fact that it's not his squad. He's not hiding behind the fact that the club's just resettled. There's been a lot of change. When we spoke to him, I, I mean, I gave him every opportunity to uh, have an out, to, to sort of put out there that there's gonna, it's going to take time. But no, he, he wouldn't take it. In fact, he insisted he didn't want any players hearing talk thinking he wasn't trying to win the comp this year. So I think we've got a smart, motivated, hungry coach who is going to do what it takes. Now, I don't think he's going to do it this year because I think that's humanly impossible. But he's he means business. He's here to win a comp and he's going to do whatever it takes as fast as he can to get there. And I have confidence in him because when you hear him talk, I, I think he, he makes sense and he, he says the right things. Are you happy that um, when you look at his coaching structure now, those men around him, that he's got uh, all the bases covered this year? There's criticism last year that perhaps we didn't have the strength in coaching in a couple of areas. Do you feel, uh, looking at that coaching structure, that he's got the bases covered? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to get a good line of sight on assistant coaches because you don't sort of get to hear them or see them as much. But... Um, he, Webster's obviously inherited Stacey Jones and, um, and Morgan from, um, from Brownie and brought in Richard Agar, but he's recut their roles. So Morgan was defence coach, and now I think he has a different role. 
Um, and Stace uh, likewise has a slightly different role and Richard Agar's there. So, uh, I, look, I think between those three assistants, you've got a good mix. Richard Agar's coached at the top level in England and in international footy. Um, Justin Morgan's been there for a long time and he's very well credentialed and Stacey's, you know, your, your warriors through and through. Um, so I think the ingredients are there and I think Webster can get what he needs to out of each of them. So I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the coaching squad, the, the coaching team. To be a Warriors uh, supporter um, and, um, you know, uh, and follow them as closely as you had, you, you certainly have to be a glass half full sort of a bloke, Fonzie. So where are you looking this year? Are, are we looking, are, are we looking, are we looking, can we say it out loud, are we looking playoffs or, or are we, in your perspective, just looking at a turnaround year as such? Yeah, I, I'm not looking playoffs. I'm looking for a turnaround year. And in fact, um, if you if you were taking the Warriors from where they were last year and trying to win a comp, you would do different things to what you would do if your goal was just to make the top eight this year. I, I'm looking this year to see foundations being set that will win a comp in the coming years. And so I think given the roster that we've got, because there's some, there's some holes in the roster uh, that haven't been plugged yet. So given the the roster we've got, the fact that there's going to be a lack of cohesion with so many new players coming in, a new coach, a new system, I, I think we'd finish sort of around that 12th mark. I think that'd be, you know, for me, a reasonable result. But I, I don't really care whether it's 9th, 12th or 15th. If I see a team with attitude that's sorted out its defence, that um, is is playing a style of play that has other teams on the ropes at times and you know the rest the rest can slowly come we can sign that extra prop we need for next year we can sign another center if we need it we can bring through some more kids in 12 months when we've had another year in nz we've got to build that base that's what this year's about it's building the base and in the meantime firing up the fan base around it cool bonzi absolutely brilliant to catch up with you um and to hear your insights um i'm i'm quietly optimistic uh, but I'm with you. Um, just a turnaround. Do you know, to me, the most disappointing thing, Fonzie, last year was to hear from um, a number of coaches. Uh, they look like they don't want to be out there, the players. They don't. I, I mean, I don't want to see any semblance of that. Yeah. Uh, that's a turnaround in, in itself for me. Yeah, I think being home in New Zealand and having players who want to be in New Zealand in the squad with no ifs or buts, that's that's a marquee signing in itself. That on its own is is like signing a an international player, and so we're going to see that from day one. And I think that's good. It'll be it'll feel more like a proper Warriors team just because of that. Great to catch up with you, mate. Absolutely fantastic. We'll speak again once the season gets going. But uh, thanks so much uh, for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Smithy. Great to talk to you, mate.